This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Also, with my mm-hmm. spelling, I would just like to... to to rectify my spelling of, uh-huh. of hoiped assumed that oh, uh-huh. you knew that it was like h-o-i-p-e-d hoiped you know h-o-i-p-e-d hoiped but also now hoiped. with the addition of the w is h-o-i-w-p-e-d you know hoiped. yeah so that's, i just wanted to clarify that that's uh that's disgusting <laughs> <laughs> But oh my god, I'm <laughs> genuinely about to choke. <laughs> so taken aback by your insolence, like what are you fucking talking about? That is that's the only way you could possibly spell hoiped. What are you talking about, Jasper William Cartwright? What are you fucking talking about? Don't come up to me. Don't come up to me when I deliver you a new fun hip word. You were so disgusted you choked on your own spit. That was, was the funniest thing. Disgusted by your insolence. I cannot believe this. This lack of respect is it's, it's earth-shattering to me. It's oh, Daniel, leave it in. Hello! Oh my god! This is the wrong dungeon and the wrong dragon. Full prince vibe? Woof! <laughs> Make them even more black. Cake glitches and bitches. Lands in the cusp of a teaspoon. Oh, no. On a nat 20. No. You think this is just a game? That's disgusting and I love it. Yeah. We're about to get into something real big now. <laughs> it's me, Jasper William Cartwright, and I am joined today by... <laughs> No! <laughs> no, what are you doing? <laughs> this is a podcast. <laughs> you see that, Jasper? That was a lack of respect. One, the- <laughs> Hi, I'm Olivia Kennedy. You can call me Liv. And that was my demonstration to Jasper. What it's like to feel completely um completely destroyed uh inside i want daniel um, i want daniel to cut out the bit where i disrespected <laughs> yeah. you and just start the episode where you're choking on your own spit yeah and then it's like wow wow lives really a problem Liv's just, in this <laughs> lives a problem child. Liv's a problem uh, child she's like she's the youngest one and she's being a little fucking brat but i'm not the young- so here I will clarify. When I say youngest, I don't mean in, in years. I mean, I joined the podcast the latest, therefore I am the youngest. Oh, I see. You see what I, I see. mean? Because I think maybe I'm the oldest? No? No. No. no I How think old Jeremy's are we? older than you. I don't, I don't know. know. How, How old are we? Are we going to do this on the podcast? I don't know. Do you, I, on the podcast? I mean, How old are we? I wonder what people... I would like... Okay, gang gang but i'll, I'll gang. tell you i'll tell you how old i am but i want you to think in your head first of all before i say it how old do you think oh, i yeah. am okay in fact 
uh, mm-hmm. let's say Jeremy likes a mystery. Yeah. If you haven't guessed already, Jeremy's so not true. here this week. Um, so Jeremy likes a mystery. So why don't mm-hmm. you go ahead and write down on a piece of paper or mentally make a note in your head or write down a note on your phone as to how old mm-hmm. you think each of us are. Yeah. Um, and then we'll we'll tell you. Yeah. We're going to give you a minute to write it down. So write it down now, yeah. wherever you are. Yeah. If you're driving, stay driving. Yeah, do not do that. Don't just think just about a it. Mental note. Just think, just about, think about, it. about it. Or do that thing where you go like, hey, Google, or hey, Siri. Mm-hmm. And then in message fact, yourself. We'll do it That's for you. Uh, hey, Google, make a note. <laughs> Live age. Insert number. I, um, I, never mind. I, I've realized that it's not going <laughs> to work. You run. You run. Yeah. You, yeah, yeah. It's not going to work because I can't get. Cause I, my guess. Because I'm going to be. It's going to be correct. Because I know What's my it? age. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're going to reveal our guesses. Okay. okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> you've written it down. Uh, Liv, what is your guess for your own age? My guess for my own age, judging by the bags under her eyes uh, (laughs) (laughs) and the sheer just tiredness in her whole being, I'm going to say a good, um, I'm going to say 37. Okay. Okay. The actual age is 29. So, you know. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. 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 Yeah. Bad guess on my part. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty bad. It's pretty pretty uh, pretty off. Uh, Yeah. Pretty bad. What okay, about you? So when when were you born? When what's your mm. what month? <laughs> oh, all, this is funny. Actually, that makes a difference uh, the, as to oh. well. I already know that I'm older than you. Are you really? Oh, wild. It, you've got a le- you've got an eleven day window to not be <laughs> to not be okay. younger than me. Well, guess what, Jasper, what? and nobody will ever forget uh, after I say this. Uh, I was born on the sex number. The 6th of September, 69, is when I was born. That's me. Hi. Oh, <laughs> yeah. sex number. I'm sex number, baby. That's me. Sex. Um, sex number, sex number. That's a sex number. What about you? That's very good. What's going on? Uh, January. I'm January, oh. and I'm 29. Okay. So so I am older than you, right? Yeah. What? Yeah. No, what? No. No? Are you, are you, are you, are you, you have yet to have your birthday this year? I have yet, yes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I'm 29 now. Oh, you're 29 now. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, wait. Are you t- no, wait. Oh, wait. Are you turning? No, wait. You're what? turning. <laughs> I'm turning 30. Oh, wait. I'm no. turning 30. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You had no, me okay, completely convinced. Oh, I was like, I yeah, was, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah no, I you're 29 now maths. and I'm turning 30 and you are older than me. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, you're so right, Jasmine. My maths. Um, my maths. My I, maths. I, do not, okay. I did not mean to insult okay. my elder. Uh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, exactly. you damn, damn straight. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, it's I'm so sorry. all right. Uh, it's fine. I, that, I, I, I yeah. goofed on that one. I, I believe this um, means that I am uh, de facto in charge now. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Jeremy is, in fact, though, older than both of us. So, I see. Right. Uh, I see. Yeah. I see. Then I retract my go. statement about the oldest being in charge. I, yeah. I, uh, I'm actually in hindsight. the youngest. You're the youngest. Yeah, you're the baby. Hello. I am the baby by a few months. Hello, little baby. Hello. We would have been in the same school year, though, probably. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. No, I was always so, like kind sense. of like you know the oldest in my year the oldest year yeah, 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 yeah and uh yeah. and school always started like on or around my birthday and i resented yeah, yeah. it heavily yeah what that's is... rough that's rough um are we on a podcast 
Yeah, I think so. Okay. We should probably get into that. Maybe. Um, sure. Hi, everyone. Hello. Uh, we were just, that was, that, we'll cl- class that as our law drop for this week. Uh, <laughs> our law dump with Eric Ishii. Law dump Except Eric, Eric is not Ishii. here. So. Except for Eric is not here. Eric is always here. In, in our hearts, so um, true. In our hearts. Um, <laughs> we have got a really fantastic Shy Folk Spotlight coming up for you yeah. uh, very, very shortly. So stick mm-hmm. around for that. We're going to be talking to Queer PG. Queers. Uh, which is a fantastic... <laughs> Uh, which is a I fantastic podcast. Yeah, just queer. <laughs> I love it. As a just queer whenever woman. someone mentions it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whenever you hear something remotely queer, you just scream Queers! queer. I love you, yes. You find the nearest microphone and just scream queer. I would, I, yeah. That Honestly, that's exactly my vibe. I just want everyone yeah. to know that it, it is a thing. Just everyone knows. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, uh, make sure you stick around for that. It's a fantastic uh, interview that we did and uh, a, a ton of fun. So uh, mm-hmm. th- that's that's happening. But I'm we're going to do something which I haven't done yet. Yeah. I haven't got a chance to do because it's kind of been like a you and Jeremy special, mm. uh, which is uh, I'm going to get I'm going to climb on my soapbox. It's here. your soapbox. There you go. Hang on. Let me just um let me head on over to the cupboard. Uh, dust it off over here. <laughs> Oh, I'm wow. so sorry. I'm sorry. Really this, this really does. You don't want to see what's cool. in here. This is this is Liv's private cupboard. Wow. Don't, don't go in here. That don't, is don't don't huge. look in here. Don't look in this private cupboard. Thank you very much. That is really big. Okay, and then uh, yeah, don't yeah 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 yeah. Just 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 ignore it and then is, close are it. They up dead? Again. <laughs> Who? What? Who's dead? Huh? Who's dead? <laughs> mm, okay, whatever. Probably un probably undead. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Knowing, knowing you, Liv. And then I put, uh, there you go, that's, there's your soapbox. That was me stepping on top. Uh, you got squeaky shoes over there, my guy. You got <laughs> well, some... no, I, was thinking the sh- I was thinking it's like one of those wooden soapboxes. You oh, know? I see, it, little... it is wooden soapbox, given... yeah. Oh, okay, good. It, it is, yeah. yeah. Okay. I just uh, yeah. I just thought those were your squeaky little shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you know me and my squeaky little shoes. Squeaky little shoes, yeah. yeah. All uh, right. That's hilarious. Um... I have this the squeakiest. I have like these really, like the shoes way too small for mm-hmm. me, but I found them in like a, yeah. uh, like a charity store. Nice. They're just like really old leather like yeah, extremely like, rigid damn. and two sizes too small but you had to do it my feet are ruined <laughs> god yeah i've that sat- noise oh. isn't actually the shoes it's the noise that i make in pain i see oh in no the shoes. oh i wonder what you that what was I, mean? I kept hearing it just all the time around you and i was just like hmm i'm not gonna question <laughs> the As face I you're making horrific Eric. no stop it <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's like, are you in pain or are you giggling? I just don't know, you know. Uh, <laughs> all right, okay. I'm gonna get away Horrendous. from you, and then I sit down in front of the soapbox, and then okay. this is your soapbox special time, Jasper. So just to clarify how yeah. the soapboxes work, yeah. uh, it's it's I just rant and then we talk about it. Is that how it works? Um, you just or kind of will like you interject. So yeah, I'll interject. I'll I, like basically okay. I'll ask you some questions about it. This is this is okay. a topic that you're you know free to just run with something that you're really kind of interested in or interested in uh ragging on like me mm-hmm. with both twilight and glee i could talk yeah. to you forever about how about ridiculous both of those things are um so yeah, yeah so that kind of vibe okay you know? okay okay I see. So what are you, well, what are you bringing um, to the soapbox uh hear ye hear ye all you who've Can gathered in front of my uh soapbox it's me uh I'm here to discuss something very important, very near and dear to my heart, right. and something which I don't honestly feel like I'm in a position to even have refuted because it's just, in my eyes, it's just a fact. Oh. It's just a fact. Okay. Which is yeah. the Spider Man into the Spider Verse mm-hmm. is the best 
and I mean the with a capital T H E, best Spider-Man movie ever made. Okay, so and... that's um that's basically mm-hmm. the soapbox over because we all we all agree on. We that. all agree. Okay, perfect. Yeah. We all agree. Yeah, Excellent. That's... Okay, fine. But I am gonna add a little extra spice in An there, addendum. which is that addendum, which is part of the reason why I've been having this debate with some of my friends, and part of the reason why I've become so exercised about this particular opinion is because I do actually think, and this is probably like the bigger, larger soapbox. All right. Okay. Okay. Can I stop you right there? Just one second, and then yep, go into. Uh, take out a bigger soapbox. Oh, so that's the undead oh. thing from earlier. Yeah. It's balance, okay? You gotta balance. <laughs> Sorry, it was four steps to get onto that yeah, one. Yeah, it was, it was big. Yeah. It's a big one. It's pretty really high up. Yeah, there. it's wobbly because little... it's like the smaller one that's on is, yes! is below the bigger one. So Below the bigger one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I yeah. feel like Tony Hawk balancing yeah, on the you, wood right yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. Big time. Big yeah. energy. Uh, the bigger point I'm going to make is, is that I actually think that nostalgia around movies makes move, older movies kind of overrated. Okay. In and that, I'm very specifically referring to mm-hmm. the, the first, the original Spider-Man trilogy, the, the Sam Raimi OG. trilogy. The Tobey yes, Maguire the- Special. The Tobey Maguire I see. Uh, Spider-Man movies. I see. Now, part of the reason is, is that I was talking to a lot of my friends and I realized that all of my friends, I'm like, hey, what are your top movies of like all time, whatever? And then mm. no one ever says a recent movie. And I mean, when I say mm. recent, I'm not even talking about recent, recent. I'm talking about like last five years. I'm talking about last like 20 years. Yeah. And I'm like, hold on. Sorry. Wait a second. <laughs> we live it. We have lived through a golden age of cinema and television mm-hmm. and you're telling me that nothing that has come out in the last 20 years makes your top three top five <laughs> that's crazy yeah. talk yeah absolutely crazy talk i'm just gonna go ahead and, and look up the best movies of all time according to the internet uh, interesting uh, so far interesting mm, don't agree is with it. anything anything mm. past 2010 that is in the top five uh in the top five uh no to the f- no first one on here. I'm on timeout.com. This is what mm-hmm. I'm going with. Uh, what a what a list to go straight uh, yeah, to. Timeout. Uh, it was okay. the, it was the top list. one, and also I don't trust them because the f- their number one is 2001: A Space Odyssey. So I do not trust that. Well, okay, I know. that's a choice. Mm. That's the best movie of all time. Yeah, I mean, it's good. Yeah, the best movie of all time. I mean, it's at the top, so it's like, are they going in reverse order? I don't. Oh, yes, they it's said the greatest film of all next time. To it. Uh, it's got a one next to it. So, uh, wow, okay. Number that's two it. is that's The Godfather. Oh, Citizen okay. Kane, number three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to give me a pop up. Uh, who? What? Number four is Jean Delman. Delman. <laughs> I do not know how to pronounce. I'm so terrible. I'm so bad at that. I'm, uh, it's it is it is it's something that I. It's a French film. I assume. Okay. Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark is number five. So no, basically, is what I is no. what I'm going with here. No, um, no. I'm and try I and think find this it. is because this is because of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. This is because we like to embrace nostalgia. Nostalgia reminds us of a time when mm-hmm. things were new and fresh and exciting, and yeah. the world is kind of bad now. We go to the cinema because we want to yeah. escape stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that the there it, like I always call this like a prequel syndrome, right? It's mm-hmm. like the idea that the reason why pre- prequel, uh, sorry, not prequel, sequel syndrome. Okay. The reason why sequels are always seen as like 
you know lesser or worse is because you're trying to basically let the genie out of the bottle for the second time you yes, know what i mean for you, sure the genie's already out of the bottle we've already had the big reveal we know the tone and the style yeah. and we've met all the all you know done. things so it's really 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 hard to top it because what you're trying to do is you're trying to keep the same tone you're trying mm -hmm. to keep all the same characters keep the same world but you're trying to somehow elevate it from mm -hmm. the original one which was this new vibrant like refreshing world mm -hmm. and there is only a couple of movies that have ever actually really fully achieved uh, uh that like Mm -hmm. uh, the Dark Knight or whatever, right? Like yeah, uh, um, being a good example of just like a much better sequel than an original. Interesting because I'm on the IMDb top 250 movies, uh -huh. um, and that's number three. Uh, hey, Godfather when was, was that still When did two. that come out though? When did that come the out? The 2008. Though? So Didn't I, yeah. See, I told so you nothing past 2010. Yeah, nothing past 2010. Yeah, we no. hate, we hate movies. <laughs> we after hate the future. <laughs> we hate them. We wish we could go back to the future. Yeah, that would probably be in that list. That's probably there. But number one is the Shawshank, Redem Shawshank Redemption, which I will say does slap. That does, it does slap. I look okay. Listen, before I before I really get into the soapbox, I want to yes, clarify yes, yes. for everyone that I don't think old movies are bad. I think old movies are incredible, and I think, for instance, Shawshank Redemption possibly is one of the greatest movies ever made. Mm. But I think to disregard 2010 onwards is a mistake that Ooh. we are all making. I found the some. I found some mm, okay. later ones, uh -huh. by the way. But okay. yes, you carry on. Okay. You carry on. No, no, no. Please, please, please. Let's uh, see what the internet has to say for itself. Sure. Uh, so we've got Interstellar, is on there. Twenty uh, two two thousand fourteen. Okay, can think of a more recent and better uh, yeah, sci-fi movie, but that's yeah, fine. Definitely that's fine. agree. I'll, uh -huh. Um, you've also got Parasite, twenty nineteen. Interesting. Yeah. I feel mixed about Parasite, but sure. Mm, okay, mm -hmm. fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Whiplash mm -hmm. is on there. Uh, uh, okay. I, have not, I have not watched it, but uh, yeah. Hey, look, if you like music, it's a hell of a movie. Yeah, which is, you know, it's not necessarily what you go to, to a movie for, you, you know? Like, it, is it? Mm -hmm. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, those, oh, and then Avengers Infinity. Okay, I don't know. I don't know about this. I don't remember this. <laughs> I don't remember this. <laughs> I do genuinely think. Okay, so mm -hmm. I'm just going to rattle off a couple of absolutely yeah. unbelievable movies, as far as I'm concerned, which should absolutely be involved in anyone's top, you know, ten or whatever list that movies that have come out re recently. Mm. Uh, okay, I'm just going to throw them out. Moonlight is an absolute masterpiece. I haven't fucking uh, seen it. Wow. You have to watch it. I mean, I as an exploration of of queerness yeah. within the black community, there yeah. is it is un fucking believable yeah. that movie blew my mind it was one of the ha the happy one of the happiest moments of my entire life oh. was listening to uh them go wait wait wait, we got it wrong it wasn't La La Land. it wasn't where the white guy teaches black people how to play jazz <laughs> it was actually moonlight and i was like oh thank god thank the world that was back that. when the world was good because then after that green book won over mm -hmm. black clansman so you know mm -hmm. it, the mm -hmm. world then course corrected itself back to being yeah. sparkling we, we had uh, one win and that was it <laughs> And we got the one win. Uh, I was I was Spike Lee trying to leave the auditorium at that point. Yeah. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road is also a masterpiece. Uh, okay. I'm trying to think. The Arrival is one of my favorite movies that has come out. Probably my favorite ever like sci-fi movie. I think mm. it is just beautiful. It made yeah. me cry so goddamn hard. <laughs> um, Get Out's got to so be up there, good. right? 
Yeah, I was going to say, get out. My man, Jordan Peele. Yeah, uh, yeah. Unbelievable. I actually watched Nope Daniel recently Kaluuya. and really enjoyed it. I, I haven't watched Nope. Uh, I, it, yeah, it, just, it seemed to kind of go away quite quickly. Anyway, I'm getting very far away from my Yes, apologies. Point. I literally derailed everything. Hello. No, yes, no, 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 no. This is good. I needed someone to, ch- I needed you to challenge me before I launched in. But basically okay. the point I'm trying to make is, is that I think that we, uh, as, as moviegoers, we kind of long for the stuff that made us feel uh, the way we did when we were younger or the mm. way we we were, when we used to go to the cinema, right? Everyone's got a bit of an anecdote of, oh, the cinema used to be better when we were kids. You know, like that kind of thing. Oh, what happened to this popcorn machine? Or they used to sell <laughs> this kind of snack. Or, do you know what I mean? And I what think that all of Jerry that... In the yeah, exactly. Cinema. What about old Jerry? Yeah, old Jerry's dead. Let me tell you right now. Fuck! Old, old Jerry, if old Jerry! Jerry was, if old Jerry was dead when you were a kid watching he, movies in the he cinema... He was dead when I was a kid oh, sorry. in the cinema? He was he's dead? The undead, <laughs> he's the undead thing in your cupboard. No! You need to let old Jerry... Jerry, go. Oh, shit. Okay. You need to let him go. I'll, I'll do an exorcism. Oh. Tickets, please. No. <laughs> no. But yes, nostalgia is a Would place. Would you like the jumbo big. size? No, I wouldn't. Popcorn. No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> You, everyone wants a jumbo size of popcorn. Yeah, yeah. It's 20p extra. Why would you why, not jumbo Why size wouldn't it? you do it? Yeah. It's just stupid to not. Yeah. Um... So anyway, the point I'm trying to make is, is that I think all of this leads us into a place where we don't tend to enjoy modern cinema in the uh, or, or and and modern television mm. uh, because I think that again I kind of feel like everyone feels like we live through this era of like the best television in the world and then now everything's just like yeah it's okay it's fine mm. you know and I think part of it part of it I think is to do with uh, social media as well I think that things uh, appear and then disappear very quickly from like the yeah. social consciousness whereas like. You know, when The Dark Knight came out, that was like the movie of the whole summer. Yeah. We don't really get that same thing. I think actually Barbie might manage that. This I year. think Barbie got is Barbie in with a shot. Yeah. Might sure. be like the first movie in a long time to really capture like an entire like few months. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm so excited um, to to rant on this show about the Barbie film. I cannot fucking wait. Oh, we uh, could, <laughs> we're gonna do a full we're gonna do a full like dress up in pink yes. movie review of Barbie because I'm yeah. very excited for that I'm movie. So and then we're gonna do a full wait. dress up in grey review of Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> what is Oppenheimer? What's it's that? The, have you not okay, okay, Liv, if you haven't okay, I'm getting so far off of this. I know, I I'm care. so sorry. If you haven't seen the uh recent uh Oppenheimer Barbie uh like off that has been happening, no. you need to get with the times. Basically, yeah. there is this thing of like they're both coming out at the same time, mm-hmm. and so there's all these jokes about Barbie and Oppenheimer. <sighs> they're like the most like opposing one is a <laughs> one is Barbie, yeah. directed by Greta Gerwig, yeah. with Ryan Gosling being the silliest boy in the world. Yeah. And the other other is uh, Christopher Nolan yeah. directing Killian Murphy about the guy who made the atomic bomb. <laughs> and okay. like half of the movie's in black and white and it's extremely serious. And mm-hmm. both of these movies are in the cinema at like the same time. My and world, it is brilliant. My world has just been consumed by Barbie. So I just, you know, did, uh, didn't see anything but else. But then you know? there's been all these jokes about people doing a joint like joint marketing campaigns so there's like there's this edited picture of barbie with the cowboy hat and so one half of the picture is barbie with the cowboy hat the other half of the picture it kind of blends in so it looks like one face but the other half of it is killian murphy with his hat on in black and white uh someone edited a picture i've seen of like a plume of smoke uh over la like it looked like a bomb had gone off but they edited it to make it look pink and they said this barbie oppenheimer crossover has gone too far Um, oh i'm looking at that and it's got like uh a ke in 
in the pool. Uh, it's got Ken in the pool. Uh, yeah. So that's amazing. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Yeah. There's, there is <sighs> so much deliciousness around Barbie and Oppenheimer. Um, Wild. So anyway, I mm-hmm. can't even remember the... Wait, I do know where I was. Yes. I do know where I was. Um, but the, the... And then so ultimately this leads me around to the fact that I think that uh, some of the things that we're seeing, some of the uh, TV, some of the movies that we're seeing are hands down some of the best, you know, things that have ever been made. You know, and it's kind of, it's kind of like the Star Wars prequels in versus the, like the original Star Wars. The original mm-hmm. Star Wars, of course, storyline wise, everything acting, you know, all better for sure. Mm-hmm. But if you compare how they look, I mean, come on, the originals are like crap compared to the prequels. Well, like, it's, it's gonna. It's the truth. Yeah. It's just the truth. But yeah. I think what's happening now is we're getting a combination of the two. We're getting all of the great filmmaking, but with all of the modern advancements, and we're getting some really, really incredible stuff. And so um, that is that is how I then feel. And when it comes to Spider-Man and uh, it, the in, Into the Spider-Verse, mm. I feel like so many people delegitimize animation oh. as a all the time as an art form as a as a medium to tell stories for me it is the best medium to tell stories if i could work just in animation forever you literally limitless and not only is it limitless it requires such unbelievable attention to detail Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it requires you to know the world your characters like like so incredibly well because mm-hmm. you will see it if you don't. Like you yeah. will see it, all the seams of this thing if you don't know everything. Because you're not given anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's no happy accidents when it comes to animation. No, everything sure. you do is because it's purposeful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's not to that's not to say that you know happy accidents in live action is somehow a bad thing. Like mm. it's incredible. And you know I, I've been yeah. on film sets and that stuff's happened. And like it's seeing amazing. stuff that's organic, it is fantastic. But if you, Absolutely. it's a completely different experience with animation and yeah. shouldn't be discounted. Yeah. Yeah, and I so for me into the Spider Verse and to be honest, across the Spider Verse as well because I also adored that movie. I cried three times in the cinema yes, just because of how beautiful said. it looked. Ugh. Like, and I think that what it is for me is that it uh, it feels like a love letter to like comic book, mm-hmm. like you know, like lovers of comic yeah. books and lovers of the you know like the the old school uh, 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 like you know like the Justice League TV show and uh, you know st- like the, I remember what like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like animated TV show mm-hmm. like there's all of these incredible references like every single frame and like image you know in the background the the every every like part of it is was so well thought out yeah and lends itself to kind of like deepen your immersion in this world even when they're doing kind of quite like jarring stuff from a filmmaking point of view because you've literally got two different animation styles in the same frame yeah yet it still works it's still a synergy like i genuinely would go as far to say that not only are they the best spider-man movies ever made they might be some of the best movies ever made because i genuinely think they're modern masterpieces yeah i think that like i genuinely believe if a movie like that had come out 15 years ago we would be like it would be in that top five list it really would be on you know i like i genuinely would put it up there alongside like a shawshank redemption and that's I, that's a tall thing for me, tall order for me to say because mm-hmm. I'm aware that it's a, oh, it's a silly superhero movie. But what it is is an incredible exploration, like a, a, an incredible character explosion, mm-hmm. an unbelievable like world creation exercise, a masterclass in how to translate certain feelings to your audience, mm-hmm. like the way that they managed to put across Miles' anxieties and worries, the way they portray his journey through the music, through sound, yeah. through you know lighting, through the you know I, the, the 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 classic everyone knows 
was the classic thing about uh into the spider-verse which is how they you know they animate um miles uh swinging at a lower frame rate to the way that they animated uh mm. the uh the the, uh, the actual spider-man in his world because they wanted him to feel slightly kind of at odds with the world so he's a little oh. jumpy but it's kind of almost indetectable to the human eye because mm. we see everything at 24 frames per second mm-hmm. um but basically what it means is that peter looks really glossy and smooth and whilst miles is kind of like slightly awkward and jarring yeah. but we can't really pick up why mm. and it's like little interesting things like that little attention to detail like mm-hmm. that i think elevate it beyond just being like a superhero movie or a piece of like entertainment to being genuinely a piece of art so yeah. i think that might actually be my soapbox screw yeah. the original spider-man movies my soapbox is <laughs> spider-man into the spider-verse and spider-man across the spider-verse are actual pieces of art I mean, I, what I'll say to you, Jasper, is uh, referring once again to my very official list on IMDb. Uh, mm-hmm. Number 12 is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. <gasps> no yeah. way! Yeah. On IMDb? Yeah. I am so proud. Yeah. Everyone. I am proud of everyone. Look, what, look mean, at us. It should be in the top five, but I will, yeah, like, I will take 12. Yeah. I will take 12. It's up there. I did. I, I know. It, I For some reason, I was looking at this before. I, I can't remember why. And I noticed this and I was like, yeah, there was huh. no part of me that was like, what's that doing huh. there? It's like, no. yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But also, don't you think one incredible time we're living in mm. that a animated Spider-Man movie mm-hmm. with a black Latino Yes, yeah. is currently number 12 on the best movies of all time on IMDb. That is fantastic. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, And it's justified. And um, yeah, yeah. and something that I also uh, do love about um, uh, these films is that like we've seen so many iterations of mm. Peter Parker getting bitten by a spider and becoming <laughs> Spider-Man. So yeah. many, so many, so many times. Um, it makes it fresh. I know it's not about Peter Parker; it's about Miles. But it, it yeah. just it, that it, that in itself just like it, it yeah. imme- just like immediately sets you off. Like this is brand new. This is amazing. Like I'm gonna see something the that way I've never it, seen before. It's great. The way into into the Spider Verse mocked the form. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. we literally had five origin stories or whatever at the beginning of that movie and i was yeah. like Do you know I mean like they they just understood they didn't they just they understood the source material mm-hmm. in the, like to an incredible extent and they also understood the audience like who was actually watching this whether it be people that have never seen this before or people that are already huge fans of spider-man and there's a huge reason why spider-man mm-hmm. is you know probably the most popular superhero like yeah. you know in the world like i'd probably go as far to say i would he, say so he is um, i'm not particularly into superheroes uh, like that uh, earlier on i was just like why is avengers up here on this list because i just don't like it soz yeah. i re- marvel yeah, but... uh, marvel doesn't do it for me anymore it never mm-hmm. really did but spider-man always has always has um yeah yeah, yeah. I think so he's most. I think he's like one of the most relatable mm-hmm. uh, heroes. I will actually share this because I don't think Ooh. I've shared this on the the uh, uh, podcast before. Mm. Which is like, I would be interested mm. for you to check out some of the most recent Marvel stuff that's on Disney Plus because I have okay. a theory, and I want to. T- I want to see maybe if okay. I can test the theory out on you mm. if you're willing to go with me. Well, so my theory is because tonally. All of the stuff that's come out on uh, the, uh, like Marvel stuff has, that's come out recently has been very, very different. Mm. So um, there was the Werewolf by Night, which is like this black and white kind of thriller, mm. very kind of campy, uh, uh, you know, Wolver- uh, uh, Wolverine, uh, um, 
uh, werewolf flick. And yeah. then you've got uh, She-Hulk, which is this like okay. almost like procedural comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, you know, you've got like Miss Marvel, which very much feels like a, you know, a, a kid's exploration of like self-awareness. and da-da-da. Then you've got mm-hmm. Secret Invasion, which is I don't think it's kind of hitting it for me, really. But it's what it's going for is more of a like uh, crime thriller. Mm. You know, it's quite dark and pretty twisted. Like someone gets like finger cut off at like the first episode. Oh, shit, okay. You know, and you see it get cut off. It's not like it cuts away or whatever. <laughs> so like, okay. I have this theory that what mm. they're doing with Disney Plus shows mm. is they're basically trying to say, hey, the previous stuff might not have been for you. But we're mm-hmm. gonna try and give at least, like, ev- try and give everyone one thing before the next big group movie. Okay. So I okay. think they're trying to they're saying like they're trying to hedge their bets and say, hey, look, we don't care if you watch all of it because you probably won't unless you're a hardcore Marvel fan. But what you will do is you'll watch at least one. So if okay. you're just a down the road, I'm a dude who likes Marvel. You'll watch Winter, uh, what is it, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. If you're, I'm not really into Marvel, but I like, you know, empowering female characters and mm-hmm. hilarious comedy. Oh, yeah, Captain Marvel. You'll watch She Hulk. Uh, or... Captain Marvel was, was, I did enjoy Captain Marvel like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, so I've got this theory that what they're trying to do is they're not going for broad appeal right now. They're basically trying to cater. They're trying to give mm. everyone at least one oh, little show yeah. that they're like, oh, actually, I kind of like that one. That one was kind of mm. good. That one was kind of good. And then what will happen, Liv? See, this, this is what will happen, Liv, oh, is you'll God, watch that show. <gasps> you'll watch that show, and let's say you love She-Hulk. Have you seen She-Hulk, by the way? I haven't seen She-Hulk. She-Hulk, no. Okay, I go, I, I, try, try She-Hulk. See what you think. Because uh, I think totally you wouldn't even think it's a Marvel movie. Okay, interesting. You I, wouldn't even think it was a Marvel movie. Because I, I assumed it was going to be cringe, but like... I g- gen- genuinely think it's some of... Like, it's genuinely genuinely hilarious okay okay like okay. some of the cgi wrong, some of the cgi is a bit ropey it definitely yeah. didn't have the cgi budget that it needed to mm-hmm. but like do not let that put you off because i genuinely think some of it in there is absolutely balls to the wall hilarious okay. okay like really funny not like in a marvel i'm um, robert downer jr making a witty comment i'm talking yeah. like genuine you can tell it was written by a woman in okay. do you know what i mean like with very specific whatever see, see what i you think. can fuck with that because for sure. this is oh, my, yeah. this is my theory is that when yes. then the big group number comes out, uh. and let's say you do watch She-Hulk, and you go, ah, fuck, I really like She-Hulk, and then mm. She-Hulk's in it. <gasps> it's fucking She-Hulk. And you're going to go, and you're gonna go, well, fuck, I was well, going to watch She-Hulk it and see what it. happens to She-Hulk. She-Hulk. And that's how they get you, mm. because Disney are the evil overlords of the world, yeah, and they, they know are. how to fucking get you. They know, they know, they've, they've psychoanalyzed they know. us to the max. They know exactly how oh, they can get they, us. It's not even a question. Yeah. It's sure. not even a question. Um, I would love to just, as a tidbit, so Werewolf by mm. Night I didn't know was a thing at all. I was just yeah. looking through the Wikipedia page. Um, the werewolf, the titular werewolf, his name is Jack Russell. <laughs> what the f- this is what i mean this is what i mean what it's so fuck do you think you're doing disney but seriously if you went watch it though you'll be like oh mm-hmm. this is like incredibly campy this yeah. is like and it, like everything tonally is so different mm-hmm. that i cannot wrap my head around the idea that they're like yes this is one coherent mm-hmm. universe they've abandoned that idea completely they're like we're not yeah. doing coherent universe what we're doing is we're trying to cater so that everyone has one thing mm-hmm. that they really like. Okay. And that they'll take that one thing and they'll bring it in 
to the big showdown centerpiece next 500 billion pound movie or whatever mm-hmm. the hell it is we make you know yeah. what i mean yeah like that's what i think they're going for oh, and honestly so i think clever. it's i think it's i think it's working because i was having this conversation mm. with a friend of mine who was going like i just don't get it i'm just i really don't enjoy that one i really don't enjoy this mm. one and i'm like because it's not for you <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what i mean okay. like miss marvel isn't for, isn't for you my dude she hulk no. isn't for you my dude no you know what I mean? Like they're trying to go for a different audience. Go watch Captain's like Winter Soldier and whatever it else it is. Mm-hmm. Like go enjoy that. Go Very see serious. What Jack Russell's up to. You know, go go see, see what Jack Russell's up to. <laughs> go see it. Go see what uh, he's doing <laughs> nowadays. But yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Like it's it. I I have no doubt that I'm being lulled into a false sense of security by by Disney, and they're going to somehow they're going to make it have they're going to make me like Marvel. I, I and I'm scared. I'm scared. Try, tr- try, try She Hulk. Try She Hulk. Okay, I'll give it a go. I'll give it I'm a go. Ju- this is mostly just to test my theory. Okay, sure. I'll this be a, just I'll be a guinea test pig. My, just be my guinea pig and sure. see what you think. And also, oh, yeah. Halflings, like, let me know if you mm. think I'm way off base here. But yeah, I just think? think tonally they feel so different. I'm like, they've got like kids stuff in there. They've got like crime thriller nerds. You've got like true crime nerds in there. You've got old nostalgic, mm. you know, callback stuff. You've got like femme empowerment stuff, queer empowerment stuff, black empowerment stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're like, they're really running the gamut of like, hey, <laughs> we like everything. You mm. know what I mean? We're, we're, we're welcoming everyone. Yeah, uh, I'm really whilst Disney also interested. collectively saying we don't really like bigots. Maybe they could say it with their chest a little bit louder, no, but they, you know, I'd say it's cool. a pretty consistent theme across most of their shows recently. Yeah. Uh, even even the more traditional ones, I'm like, oh, tell us how you really think, Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like there, there have been some big strides for Disney recently. Like one of my favorite mm-hmm. shows of all time is The Owl House by Disney, um, ah. which mm. is something I I may or may not be talking about soon on the Patreon. Maybe you should go and check Ooh. out the the Patreon. Um, Perhaps you should check it out on the Patreon. Um, but uh, it like is I just could not wrap my head around the fact that Disney had allowed a queer couple, uh, two girls, one was bi and one is uh, a lesbian, and they got together. Uh, spoil- spoilers uh, for the Owl House. Um, but just it was it was just a thing, and I, and, it, I, and it was like very earnest and and wonderful. And I'm getting off track, but 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 but, but no, yeah, oh. this is yeah. Disney's I think this, is all, this yeah. is all supporting of my original, my soapbox point, of which mm-hmm. is, you know, about, the, the, I think that we're creating a lot of new stuff, which yeah. is really catering to a lot of people. And I think there is a temptation to kind of rail against the machine. And I definitely feel that in, like that uh, instinct and I want to do that. But I'm also like, hey, allow yourself to enjoy new things. Like, it's cool. Mm. Like, I know that it's kind of hard to support any major corporation now because all of them are cloaked in shadow and yeah. badness. So yeah. it feels icky. But also... Capitalism it's is okay everywhere. For you. Yeah, capitalism is everywhere. It's okay it's everywhere. for you to enjoy things if it means that it makes your life better. And exactly. like, I'll be honest, these Marvel shows, they make me life better. And especially mm-hmm. the new Spider-Man films, because yeah. I think that, wow. I, someone prank, someone Ooh. did a prank, Ooh. like, prank. because Elon Musk destroyed Twitter. Yes. Ugh. And we're not going to get into that because no, I didn't, uh, so neither sad. does he need airtime, nor no. does, we just don't need to talk about it. Yeah. But, Someone with a blue tick posted a, a like an official, a very official looking like statement letter thing, mm-hmm. f- because there'd been all these reports of like 
uh, the, across the Spider-Verse, I should mention this as well, that across the Spider-Verse there was uh, people working insanely long hours and there, mm. you know, there's been some complaints about like how uh, like rigorous and ridiculous the schedule was. Uh, and, Red Dead I mean, Redemption I can only... 2 schedule. <laughs> yeah, 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 full. They ran that, they ran that gamut. Mm. Um, I can only imagine because, I mean, it's insane. Like what they achieved was... Yeah. I, I never before I thought was possible. Mm. Um, but there was then a, a, this official letter going around that was saying that the third one wasn't going to come out until like 2028 or something. And I was Ooh. like, Oh, that's a long time. That's a long I might not time. even be alive then. That's five years. <laughs> I you know hope I mean? you are, mate. But all right. no, I, me too. I'm, not, I'm planning on it. But I'm just <laughs> saying, can any of us really, in this economy, can any in of us plan economy. five years ahead? So true. You know what I mean? In Where are you going to be in five years? I don't fucking know. Huh? You, Honestly, genuinely, to... in this economy, I could be in a dumpster. I could be in a trillion-pound house. You can, uh... Both, both of those are within the realms of possibility yeah. for everyone. Yeah. In in so the year true. of our Lord, twenty twenty-three. Terrifying. Fully possible. Terrifying lives we lead. <laughs> Terrifying lives. Fully, lives. fully, fully possible. <laughs> um, Jasper, can I ask you a question about? Yeah. Um, so uh, the comparison, particularly you made, is between uh, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans, yes, um, yes. and obviously in Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, are there any kind of key things that stand out to you in terms of differences, like what makes the other one superior, or what makes Into the Spider-Verse superior? Interesting. So I think it's worth saying that I will agree. I'm going to agree with everyone who's shouting into their podcasting app of choice right now, mm-hmm. saying you're forgetting that Sam Raimi's Spider-Man is the setup for a lot of modern superhero movies, and we wouldn't have into the Spider-Verse without. I get that. Yeah, I completely appreciate that. I think it's an extremely valid point, uh, and I think that it is absolutely worth noting that a lot of the things that Sam Raimi achieved within the original Spider-Man uh, movies is mm. uh, and absolutely does uh, uh, you know does pave the way for what a modern superhero movie is absolutely yeah but I think uh, purely from a um, you know going back to the source material perspective mm. of looking at who uh, you know Spider-Man as a character is supposed to be you know he is supposed to be a very dorky child not a yeah. dorky man which mm-hmm. toby Maguire is and i don't think anyone can really argue with me mm-hmm. that toby Maguire hasn't been a whole man the whole time yeah that's a man um, yeah Mm-hmm. Uh, and the I, that he is the uh the, you know that a part of becoming spider-man is a part of him wrestling with his own identity with his own sense of self and the idea of losing that sense of self mm. and i think that for me into the spider-verse not only does an incredible job of that but also manages to explore some of the broader social contexts around being you know mixed around the idea of mm. having you know not just having uh uh you know strict uh like black coming from a strict black family but also mm. having your dad be a black cop yeah. you know what i mean and like mm-hmm. exploring all of those themes and whole, you know and i think that anything that can manage to elevate beyond just the source material of what it was going for but mm. also saying a whole bunch of new things that are prevalent at the time uh and important and what i would say is that what feels a bit more elevated for me is that if you take into spider into the spider-verse in the context of when that came out and you take sam raimi spider-man in the context that came out i don't know that sam raimi spider-man had the same level of kind of elevating the social narrative of the time whereas i think that into the spider-verse is an incredible job of doing exactly that of Mm -hmm. taking like all of the kind of horrible mishmashed feelings of what it is to be mm-hmm. a person of color within a western you know uh a community dominated, in, in yeah. a western dominated 
uh, community and take all of that jumbly kind of uncomfortableness mm. and put it into a character that feels relatable and mm. that feels uh, elevating and it's so unbelievably empowering. I mean, yeah. the bit where he jumps off, you know, having spray painted his suit, which is just the blackest <laughs> yeah, thing that I've ever yeah. seen anyway. <laughs> and then do it, the, you know, the, the, the kind of him doing this kind of, just kind of shoddy kind of spray painting of his suit to then you know, doing the jump off of the the skyscraper and the upside down shot of him yeah, falling the through the upside down shot. It's just Ugh. like it, it, like if you, I, I think that if you haven't seen the upside down I mean. shot, fucking get, at least yeah. look at that. You'll you'll find it. Don't worry. Yes. yes. The only thing I remember, and what's like you know, and this is a bit of a personal story, just shows the level of connection I have. To this I remember mm. when I was, uh, I always wanted to do cosplay. I've always mm-hmm. wanted to do cosplay, but I just I don't have the confidence for it. I'll do same. it eventually. It'll happen. Big same. But like. Uh, the only like outfit that I ever wore was uh, I went to a comic. My first of a comic con, I bought mm. a black, the the black Venom Spidey suit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was so funny because like it, the, a picture of me on the un- London Underground like, went like very semi-viral, which is like oh, this is like back in like two thousand and like ten or something. So mm-hmm. like really not viral, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like by yeah. today's standards, it's just like I get infinitely more likes on a tweet that I put out, you know, Shit. rather than. But anyway, I remember I was like, but the reason it did is because I was sat on the under- London Underground and I had a the black venom uh, Spider Man outfit on, mm. but I couldn't fit my afro into the costume, <laughs> so I had to basically poke my afro out of the back <laughs> of the the thing, mm-hmm. and so I kind of had this halo of afro hair. Yes. And like now I think back to it. Back on it, I'm like, that's kind of a cool fucking yeah. Like, that sounds that's like a look. That awesome for like you know, twenty I don't know, two thousand and eight or whatever, whatever this was. Mm. And I then took that very same costume in 2019 and went to a Comic Con uh, with my now wife Jade, ah. and uh, we spent we set up all night painting. Like Aww. we tr- we we wanted to do spray paint. We tried spray paint, but yeah. unfortunately it didn't work properly. Mm-hmm. So we had to pa- we then painted over the top of that costume Cute. to do the like Miles thing, yeah. and we went to this Comic Con, and it was really cool. And I literally had this little black kid run up to me Ooh. and be like, "Mom, it's Miles! Mom, it's Miles!" And I was like sobbing underneath, <laughs> underneath this outfit, just like, oh, that was adorable. But he, but he was, like, oh, please, wow. can we get like, can we get a picture? Can we get a picture? And I was like, oh yeah, hell yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I genuinely think it was so wonderful at capturing that moment. And it feels very, you know, in, a, in the same way that Black Panther felt really inspiring mm. for a different reason. I felt like Black Panther felt inspiring because it was this kind of, uh, it was this empowering story of like. Uh, you know, of seeing black people in these, you know, yeah. in these modes and these uh, of power and and these in these positions and you know mm. not kowtowing to anyone or whatever, mm. uh, and I, which I think was incredible and so important. And then I think this was, you know, uh, then putting black people back into the real world context, you know, plugging mm-hmm. them back in, but also really then getting kind of quite messy, honestly, with some yeah. of the themes that it explored, like you know, all the stuff with the the uncle who. I come on, it was analogous for black people. And, you know, mm-hmm. there we, when uh, black people aren't presented with opportunities, there mm-hmm. is a, uh, there has been a tendency and there, you know, often a way out and a path out of mm-hmm. that particular lifestyle is things like drug dealing and things like yeah. that. That was clearly yeah. a metaphor with his uncle becoming mm-hmm. the prowler and that whole storyline, you mm-hmm. know, so there was just so much depth, I think, within Into the Spider Verse, which made it not only kind of relevant today, but I think will make it. Honestly, we'll make it like a seminal 
yeah. kind of work that I generally think should be taught in, you know, it should be taught in not just film schools, but just schools, you know yeah. what I mean? As a, as a, a, I don't, I can't think of many things, whether it be a, you know, lecture or a documentary or anything that has explored the black experience in that way. And I'm talking about yeah. a black kid or, you know, mixed race kid who grew up in the suburbs of England yeah. in the South coast, you know, <laughs> my experience and Miles's experience couldn't be any more different you know mm -hmm. what i mean yet still it rang that true and i'm sure it did for the kind of like uh black dysphoria around the world and so god yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah. that's yeah. why i love like, it i the love black, it. the black human condition is captured and it's like mm. we've it's, that's fucking sick that's super cool it's beautiful it's, it's beautiful. really really cool also yeah. what i'll say to kind of back up your point just thinking about it you know uh, they they keep Tobey Maguire Spider-Man they did that two more times they just repeated it twice you know yeah and I'll admit they got better on the second one but let's also not forget the third one sucked <laughs> yeah and it wasn't just bad it was like the best thing to come out of that was Zendaya. a meme <laughs> like, oh sorry you mean Tom Holland you mean Tom Holland's one is that what you mean oh yes that's what I was thinking yeah oh well. oh right sorry yeah you said oh, you said Tom Maguire so I got confused okay I okay like, I was confused. Yeah. so yeah no that the, the whole reboot through time I, I see where you're coming mm. from now um yeah. second one uh second one of uh, Tobey Maguire's sick I loved it yeah. and also yeah. my favorite um PS2 game of all time my favorite probably my favorite game of all time was Spider-Man uh 2 on the PS2 oh, what a game so and also the new Spider-Man games very good <gasps> yes Very they good. are really good like it cap it captured that feeling again of like mm. of of uh, just oh the gameplay excellent I, it's it, by the way sorry this is a bit of a yeah. sidetracker maybe something that we should generally talk about but i it has given me a lot of faith for the new upcoming marvel games because mm. there's going to be an iron man game there's going to be oh. there's a there is a i i need to find this again what the name of it is mm. uh but tell me this doesn't sound like i know you're not even a marvel fan uh but i genuinely think this will uh this will blow your mind a little bit okay, okay. so there is an upcoming black panther and captain america video game Ooh. in which they uh let me just find the thing here uh the gameplay is an, it's an action adventure game uh, with an ensemble of four characters, which is uh, Black Panther, Captain America, uh, the Howling Commandos, and one of the Wakandel spy network. And mm. I'm pretty sure it takes place at the end of World War II. Ooh. So you it's like this kind of like retro... Uh, uh, like Black Panther's got a sick cape with a big collar on it. And I'm yes. like, hey, okay, okay, I can mess around with that. Right, uh, but it looks very like sleuthy. Oh, like, noir. Like, okay, like yeah. a sleuthy noir mm -hmm. kind of. I'm like, okay, Captain America, you can leave. But yeah, <laughs> I'm here guess... for a sleuthy noir Black Panther game. Yeah, yes, please. I mean, honestly, like I feel like, unfortunately, to like get the wider audience in, unfortunately. Captain America being included is probably, you know, they're trying to just kind of be like, hey, yeah, it's for you, everyone. You hey. gotta welcome the white folks in. You gotta welcome the men because <laughs> they have they have the biggest checkbooks. Mm -hmm. There. I yeah. said it. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say I don't know what you're talking about. By the way, yes. we have had quite a few people, and I'm willing to put this to the people now. And maybe we should probably start we should we might even wrap up on this. Sure, yeah. Uh we I we're gonna get mugs. News, big breaking news here on Through My Carflings. We're oh. getting mugs. Oh, I love mugs. a mug. Everyone I loves a love mug. mug. It was one of the most requested things we had. We're getting mugs. Yeah. Get mugs. So I asked the people what the what their design should be, Liv. Oh my God. 
So oh my god, we got no. obviously three black halflings. Logo yeah. was on yeah. there. Hello yeah. halflings. Someone yeah, suggested hello sense. halflings, but the O's wrap around the mug, which I thought oh. was a lovely idea. You know, like a hello, like hello. That's a good halflings. idea. That's very which good. I thought idea. was a good idea. But you know what? We've had quite a few suggestions for them. What is it? A reparations <laughs> mug. <laughs> and honestly, honestly, I kind of love the idea of I, I love the idea of a black person buying a mug that says yeah. reparations on it and taking that shit into work, leaving it at work, <laughs> yeah. and just watching white people go up to that mug and go, ooh. Um, just like, and just really guiltily putting a tenor in there. Yeah, also. for sure. <laughs> oh, you know, it would be great because, like, it can like start like kind of lower down, and then it slowly it gets a bit higher to mimic how we're like, uh, you know, and then it's a question mark at the end. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I then, Excellent I then, stuff. all I wanted to well do was you. shoot like a shoot like a nineteen seventies like infomercial style <gasps> thing of like, are you a black person looking for reparations? <laughs> well, you can like, well, I just like genuinely think, for you. yeah, exactly. The three um, reparations mug. I will. I, I'm I'm hundred percent down. We, Jasper, I would love to do some skits with you and and with mm. Jeremy. I think we'd we have a good time skits. with some skits. Yeah, we should do some skits. Hey, guy, so what kind of skits do you want to see us do? We'll find we'll we'll some skits. skits. We I would love. Look, I love to oh. act. I'm dramatic, you know. Love, Did you get that from me? I love, a bit of acting. I love, love a bit it. Acting. Yeah. But yes, yes. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. we will uh, hand over now. I hope you've enjoyed our chat about yeah. all things. I just all things uh, movies in the last yeah. couple of years. And also, um, thank you, Jasper, for sharing with us uh, your your soapbox. soapbox you thing. are most welcome. I enjoyed it a lot, and I will endeavor to come back and do it again soon. Yeah. Um, but now we are going to hand over to ourselves talking to the <gasps> wonderful Kenzie Ta- Taglioni uh, mm-hmm. of Queer PG uh, yeah. and all of the great work that they are doing. So without further ado, here is our stupid skit at the beginning <laughs> of these Shire <laughs> Folk Spotlights. I- CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. I can only apologize. Someone stop us. Halflings, I would like to thank our sponsor for today, Factor. With the busy season fast approaching, you might be on the lookout for some wholesome, convenient meals for a jam 
jam-packed days. I know that I do. One of my favorite things about having a ready-to-eat meal kit is the fact that I get a nice variety to my diet. It is so easy when you're busy and you're trying to look for nutritious food to eat to just eat the same things over and over again. Well, you don't have to do that anymore. Factor is here to help you. Skip the next trip to the grocery store, all the chopping and prepping and cleaning too, whilst getting all the flavor, nutrition, and quality that you need. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. All you have to do is heat and enjoy and get back to crushing your day. You can choose from over 34 flavor-packed meals per week, and the Calorie Smart meals come in at less than 550 calories per serving. And if you need a little extra boost in the day, there is an assortment of 45-plus add-ons that you can snack on, including breakfast items, including apple cinnamon pancakes, or as we like to call it, second breakfast. And just in case you need any more convincing, Factor offsets 100% of their delivery emissions and source 100% renewable electricity for all of their production sites and offices. Head over to factormeals.com slash halflings50 and use the code halflings50 to get 50% off. That's the code halflings50 at factormeals.com slash halflings50 to get 50% off. You are so welcome. Enjoy your tasty, nutritious meals for half price. Go now. What are you doing? Go, 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 run. Go get the meals. Go, 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 go. Thank you to Angie for sponsoring this HeadGum podcast. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Indeed. So if you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Yeah, doing stuff yourself seems fun, but then you actually get to you know solving a problem and you realize that mm-hmm. you can create 10 more problems and then you probably should have just paid a yeah. a professional to deal with it right off the bat you can easily injure and or maim yourself as well yeah you don't want to do that no angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process You just get the app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. It's very convenient. It sure is, folks, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. So download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Thank you, Angie. Angie Angie.com. Thank you. Oh, I do love watching this show, Holt and Catch Fire. It's a great recommendation my friend gave to me. Anyways, I wonder what the other two are up to. Oi, and I'll bang on the the, the ceiling uh, with a broom that just happens to be by the sofa because that's how we do it here. Uh, Oi, Jeremy, what are you up to? Oi, yar! <laughs> I'm in the attic. I'm for the arc. I went into the yar. attic, and I'm walking around up what here. What are you doing up there? I heard a, I heard a raccoon. Just <laughs> crawling around. Shit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the raccoon Sorry, said that, so i that, came I up know here why, but liv just came up with the character i can only it must have the name lil in front of it like, <laughs> like lil just oh, came, liv just came oh, in and just shit. like shit. <laughs> shit. Shit. Raccoon, shit. yeah the tricky part is that our house doesn't actually have an attic so i think i'm just outside 
Oh, you're outside, are you? you? Yeah. Right. Can you? You can't happen to see anyone out there, can you? Because normally when we do this stupid voice, it means that we've got a little someone I'm coming in the wine Hello. cellar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Liv. I can tell. Right. I, I'm looking around and... Oh, Yar! Yar! We got ourselves a guest. Hello. Hello there. That's... Let's swiftly move on from whatever the hell this is. I'm going to climb back down through the chimney. (laughs) Well, shit. If it is, uh, we can welcome our guests today. Uh, uh... Well, shit. If we we could could welcome. I'm always fine making my stuttery transitions until Jeremy starts laughing at me. And it's the equivalent of like when your dog looks at you sort of disappointedly. Uh, And it's just so crushing. It's because everything up to that point was legitimately smooth. Like, like, you had it all going. And then we hit one bird, like, in the middle of it. And and that's it. We're we're done. Yeah, but anyway, our lovely guest today, our Shire folk spotlight, Kenzie. Welcome. You are the creator of the show Queer RPG. Uh, We had the pleasure of meeting a couple of weeks, uh, months ago, actually. I think at this point, uh, to discuss your show, and I loved it, and I wanted to get you on to talk about it. So, hello, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for having me. Hello, it's an utter delight. Come inside, mind the raccoon. Glass of wine. Yeah, I yeah, love one. Have raccoons. Sorry, right. I'll take one of those home raccoons. with me. Apologies. Um, you can have a keg. Uh, I'm just watching this show called uh, Halt uh, and Catch Fire. I don't know if you've heard of it, but apparently it's pretty good. I would have to agree. So was Kenzie not the friend who recommended it to you, or? Oh wait, that's right. <laughs> oh, what a dingus I am! What a dingus you're, you're I am! You're messing up the story. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Kenzie, you're here to talk a little bit about uh, your show, Core RPG, and tell us a little bit about you and getting into the TTRPG space. So, why don't you start off and tell us uh, what Queer RPG is and uh, why you created this show? Yeah, of course, I'd love to. Um, Queer PG is a TTRPG podcast by queer people for queer people. It's our little tagline. The purpose of making it was we didn't think that there was a lack of queer people creating in the TTRPG space because I don't mm-hmm. think there is. I think there's a plethora of us. But we didn't like have a show that was based around using TTRPG games made by queer people to play mm. and so we wanted to kind of highlight those games since D gets a lot of uh spotlight we wanted to highlight the games of other people indie games smaller games that people may not have heard of yet oh, that was what brought nice. us there yeah that's a really cool nice. idea i think that's a yeah, I think that's a really mm-hmm. astute thing to recognize as well, because I think you're absolutely right in that, that you know, I think it's a community that's very rich with, like, the, the queer community is very rich within this uh, larger community. But I think having that really recognized space is something that, uh, you know, I feel like there's been a lot of, like, I've seen a lot of, like, limited series things, which are very, like, mm-hmm. queer focused, but mm-hmm. not necessarily, you know, like, a dedicated show. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, uh, really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um in terms of the show, how long have you been uh, doing the show now? And I guess, how have you found coming into the community? Yeah, um, I came up with this idea probably like three or four years ago at this point, but we didn't actually get the ball rolling until I think like the end of 2021. Um, and then mm. we started development on season one, and then we recorded season one, and then season one premiered last Halloween. 
Um, nice. Yeah. So it was kind of like a year, like a full year of us like getting the show up and on its feet. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. we just today, uh, June 21st, premiered our second season. So, you know, we're still working on it. Um, and it seems to be going pretty well. I think that we've found that we have a lot of audience and fans that are other small indie creators. Mm-hmm. So I just chatted recently with a guy who runs a full Monster Hearts podcast. And oh, so we've nice. chatted. Yes. And so I think like you find more of a niche in the community when you are doing something new and something different. Mm-hmm. Oh, I How? love Monster Hearts. I keep, I always, I, I talk about it so much on the show. I just love it. <laughs> yeah, really I do too. That oh, was our Jess first was season. I, I, I love yeah. that game. Oh, so. Yes. Oh, yeah. so good. Uh, I was just going to ask how how many because I had just started listening to uh, the premiere of episode of season two uh, mm-hmm. where you all were doing Wander Home. And I was wondering how many episodes do you usually do of a given game of a d- given system? Yeah. So we try to keep it um, listenable in the sense that it's not like a long form campaign. So we don't like to curb story in any way. We usually think between 15 and 20 uh, is able to tell a full story arc with some leeway on either side. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 It's a good okay. amount. Definitely nice. a good amount. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's um, around what we do, honestly, most yeah. of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is pretty much exactly what we do. Do you, like, what, how many systems have you covered so far and which ones? So, this is ask. only our second season. So, our first season we did Monster Hearts. Uh, second season mm-hmm. we did Wander Home. And we are currently um, in auditions for our third season, which, you know, I'll s- we haven't actually announced it, but I'll say it. We're Ooh. doing uh, <laughs> Thirsty oh, Sword Lesbians for hey, season three. I was going to mm. ask if there was going to be yes. Yes, yes, yes. Look at that. Reby H exclusive. <laughs> yes. Kenzie, is this like a link going around for auditions? For uh, I mean, I uh, yeah, there is, audition. and I can just send it to you directly if you want. <laughs> oh, I will. I will just check it out. I will just take a little look. There we like, go. We'll just see. We just we bring people on so that we can get on this. <laughs> also, you can just like block me. That's completely fine too. But <laughs> I just wanted to put my name in the hat. But yeah, <laughs> um, we actually yeah. we had a great time playing Thirsty Swords yeah. recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday ran it for us, and it was oh, so God, much. Fun. It's such a blast. Yeah, I'm super it. excited because I'm gonna. I stepped away from being the GM for season two and brought in a wonderful uh, GM, and I'm gonna step back into that seat for Thirsty Sword Lesbian. So I'm super Very excited. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Have you played uh, or quite a lot, or have you GM quite a lot of Thirsty Sword Lesbians? Or um, no, um, zero, mm-hmm. t- in fact, which mm-hmm. is the same way that I did Monster Hearts. Our first season was the first time I ever GM'd mm-hmm. that game. So but I don't know system, if that's a good or a bad know? thing. Powered by the Apocalypse, same system, isn't yes. it? So there's a lot yeah, of crossover yeah. there. So, yeah. And Thursday Sword Lesbians yeah, yeah, is a game that's relatively open world. Like you just create it mm-hmm. yourself and you use the rules and the archetypes for the characters and then it's kind of mm-hmm. just all up to you. Yeah, it gives so. you the yeah, definitely. building blocks and then you run with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How 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 do you Oh, I was go, just going to say go. how um did you find uh I guess the the experience producing an actual play as the GM and then as a player in season 2. How did that experience change for you? Oh, I'm not actually um in season 2. Um, oh, I, am, I thought. Oh, yeah. my bad. No, no, you're fine. I um, so 
am producing and editing it because there was too much crossover from to finish editing season one for me to run a new game or be in a new game. Mm, so okay. got a mm-hmm. whole uh, new cast of uh, people who are lovely and wonderful and have created a, a pretty a pretty fun world um, that they're journeying through. Okay. I want to say a huge congratulations, Kenzie, for knowing your limits. <laughs> uh, for real, I'm like, literally about to say. Me, who would just go like, eh, it's fine, I can like do all of this stuff and be in the new season, and it's like, it's not a problem. And then I, I'm like on the phone to Jeremy crying, like, dude, it's too much. <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, <laughs> I'm reaching through the so phone well to pat you. him on the back. <laughs> yeah (laughs) just like hey jeremy i'm gonna i'm absolutely down to be in whatever new actual play we do oh god this is this is a lot it's a lot but then you're like but i don't want to miss it because it's fun uh you know yeah no i i am having like uh i get to see it afterwards so i still feel a little bit of a part of it because they record it and then they send it to me and then i'm editing it and i'm like oh look at what they did (laughs) yeah exactly I guess yeah, that must. I think. Oh, sorry. I was gonna. I was just gonna. I guess finish up with my previous question, which was essentially like that. I guess tells some of the difference in experience that before it's like there's. I would imagine a certain amount of pressure uh, and also time commitment that comes from having to show up for every recording session. You're having to theoretically plan stuff uh mm-hmm. coming you know all that stuff whereas here you just kind of like are, are you even in the recording sessions or is it just you get it in your lap and you're like wow this is great yeah mostly i was in a couple but i have um another producer uh, named ashley westover and they have been in most of those recordings just to make sure that it is going smoothly and there's no technical mm-hmm. issues and stuff like that okay yeah, I think having someone uh it's something that <clears throat> we've realized and I think would would love to have going forward is like having someone on the outside to like kind of watch in in a very like uncritical way just to be like, "Oh, maybe actually like let's just pick that one line up again or do you know what I yeah. mean? Like little moments like that I think can be really really useful. Like if anyone is thinking about starting a, an actual play mm-hmm. like it can be uh can save you a lot of time and a lot of headaches For in sure. the edit if you mm-hmm. get it right in the can rather than trying mm-hmm. to uh, you know, Fix it in post is a terrible phrase yeah. that has ruined so many Lives. people's perceptions yeah. of editing. So don't don't fix it in post. Yeah. Just do it properly. The fix first it time. in pre <laughs> with like live streams. Yeah, fix it in pre. <laughs> like with also- live streams, we've both, we've had like a, I've done a couple of uh, of streams uh, recently, and they've had producers just who are there to kind of like control everything. And like most of the time, I will just do things, and I'm like, oh yeah, I can handle the producing as well as being in it and doing all the things. It's produce the producers are unsung heroes i'm just gonna mm-hmm. say so yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i it really also i think can be extremely helpful to have an extra pair of ears to just say like hey like from a creative standpoint somebody can be like hey i think this is what's really working about the show so far this is uh, perhaps a direction we could potentially lean in these are aspects mm. we can shore up or like if where which way did you want to take it? and i can tell you how it's coming across right now those can yeah. be super helpful mm-hmm yeah, it was yeah, kind of fun because uh, they were like starting this whole podcast with me and so kind of knew the story I wanted to tell going into our first season, Wildmore High, and ended up being a character that showed up later on to like surprise uh, the rest of the cast as like another oh, cool. one of the, the, the party um, in that game, so... That was kind of fun. Got to tell the, like, help build the story a little bit and then also be a part of it. 
Mm. Nice. Yeah, we had a, a similar thing with the last series of Wagadu. That mm-hmm. was, I think, st- still one of my favorite things. Like me and Jeremy having a power about how we were going to build that story out and have characters, you know, either returning or not returning, etc. And uh, we we definitely had a moment of like, oh, that would be so cool. We can do this. We can do <laughs> yeah. this. Like, I think it's I think it's something that people don't associate with doing a TTRPG show because kind of ostensibly the tr- traditional role of a DM is a solo mm-hmm. one. But I do think that when I think if you take the approach of like, you know, it's a shared storytelling uh, experience, then like, I don't think there's actually any problem with bringing uh, even players on board. Because I think, you know, especially if you're doing it professionally, like, you know how to not metagame. It's very easy. Do you know what I mean? To like know a bit more about the story or whatever. um, If you... uh, if you go down that route. So I think that's a really cool uh, approach. I was going to ask if there's anything uh, from the show that you're like particularly happy or like proud of, if there was like any, maybe a moment without going into spoilers, mm. obviously from the first season that you were just like, Oh, that was like really, really awesome. Or, or something like I that. think monster hearts can get into some like pretty heavy uh, mm. subject matters. Mm. And there was one in one of the later episodes that I had an inkling was coming just because of a text I had gotten from a player early in the day being like, if this, this, like, this is the mindset she's in, mm-hmm. um, this is what I think could happen depending on how the story goes. And as we were playing, as we were recording the session, I was like, okay, okay, it is happening. This is going to come up. And I just think to watch somebody be able to stay in character and act through a scene in a way that treated it with respect and wasn't Mm. making it making it a joke or kind of brushing it off but like giving Mm. it a moment to sit and exist in the space it was and have people understand that like it was a terrible moment and you don't have to like this character because she did this thing but Mm. at the end of the day Mm. we're playing monster hearts which is about teenagers making mistakes and learning from them and i think it was one of those big moments so that's i think in like episode 18 or something of of season one that's really cool um i think it's a really nice lesson in kind of just being vulnerable at the Mm -hmm. table you know like what can be achieved if you allow yourself to be kind of slightly more vulnerable at the table because i think there's definitely a which also perfectly natural and normal approach like if you want to go in and be the hero like that's absolutely fine like go and do that like um uh because i think that definitely uh is a valid approach to take just going to pause quickly for two seconds. Liv, can you refresh the pay? Oh, oh there we go. There she's Liv's just dropped out. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Kenzie. Do, You're do, do. part of three black halflings now. Oh, there we go. Yeah. You're the third one now. That's so. what happens. That's, <laughs> that's it. That's how it works. Every time we have a new that's guest on. <laughs> Hi. Sorry. That was so weird. It's never happened before. It, it, like, Riverside was like, please refresh and re enter the studio. And I was like, why? 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 Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. All good. All good. All good. All good. Is it still <clears throat> recording for you? Um, yes. It's, okay. I can still see the little red dot there. Um, but yeah, I think that there is this tendency to go into playing a TTRPG and wanting to be the hero. Mm-hmm. And I think actually it's one of the reasons why I've really loved watching Monster Hearts like TTRPGs and also like, uh, and hopefully getting to play it properly one day is because I just do think it's something that really pushes you to like live and sit in that slightly icky kind of real human experience place, yeah. which is, you know, making mistakes, doing the suboptimal thing and not feeling like it's like a negative or people are at the he- table are going to hate you because you know you made a suboptimal choice mm-hmm. or any rubbish like that you know what i mean i think that's a uh, uh, something really useful about that those particular systems and i think probably 
also probably useful for exploring the kind of stories that you want to tell. I don't know mm. if that's something that you felt with when picking the yeah, I, different systems. I, definitely. I think that, I mean, we did really take a complete leap to the opposite end of the spectrum going from Monster Hearts to Wander Home. But I think mm. that, <laughs> I think that in either game, you know, we dealt with a game that was full of violence and you were able to tell the tumultuous, you know, hormonal teenager story through that. And then we get to a world where there isn't any violence, but there's still like fear and anxiety. And you get to tell just kind of like a different side of that, honestly, kind of same story when you get to the core of it, um, just mm. about people mm. coming together tr and trying to be better. Um I yeah. was going to say, I was going to say with there, it's also important, I think, to recognize the strengths of the system that you're playing and the kinds of stories that it, it that it, uh, that it sort of like inevitably like leads to. Yeah, facilitates. Mm. That's the word I was looking for, Liv. Thank you. Mm. Um, yeah, you got it. Where like with Monster Hearts, you're looking at, it's like a lot of, it's about people's relationship to each other and themselves. I think much more. Mm, absolutely. Is, Whereas yeah. Wander Home is much more about people's relationships to the environment. And mm -hmm. both of those can tell stories about relating to the environment or relating to yourself and each other. But like the rules lead you in such a way that like you you will naturally mm. tend to have those elements. So that's a really yeah, yeah that's a really cool mm -hmm. shift. Yeah. Um with um with Monster Hearts as well. Um one of my favorite things about it is that it's such a good way of like um showing off the feeling of being a teenager because like everything is like awkward and you feel uncomfortable in your own skin and you don't know what's going on with your body oh my god new things and that's <laughs> you you and in this game you are a monster you are somebody who's like trying to hide that you're a werewolf you're trying to get in touch with like your 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 powers they're not all werewolves there's vampires there's fae there's all sorts of stuff but it's like such a cool way mm. of like getting that experience across i don't know it's just well it was god. also like the perfect stuff first season i think because mm -hmm. that is the lesson of like what it feels like to be queer sometimes too and so the yes. fact that that was the purpose of the mm. game is like there's not you can of course put homophobia or transphobia in your game if you mm. want to we wanted to stray as far away from that as possible because you already yeah. had the built-in mechanic of that you were a monster hiding from the town you're in yeah so sexuality yep. didn't matter yep. anymore because what was taking the place of being queer was being this supernatural creature. Yeah, so yeah. true. Yeah, absolutely. Also, such an unbelievably wild choice. And anyone listening to this that feels the need to put homophobia or I know, sexism right? and stuff like that in your games. Yeah, maybe just think we've about got it. enough just, of it. Maybe just take it's it in the fantasy world. It. Why would it's, you do that to yourself? Exactly. We just don't need like, that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm gonna throw racism in there as well. We just yeah, don't yeah, need, we don't need any of that. Fine. I just want to go and yeah, yeah. So wild. So yeah. wild. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's also, um, oh, but I think that's really that's a really useful thing that you've managed to uh still kind of like tell stories which feel truthful for that community without kind of going down the route of like unearthing unnecessary trauma and kind of getting into things which feel you know can kind of feel cruel or put someone in a position where their real life experience feels very like uh um I don't know. Played I guess, out. Like, uh, like, um, I don't know. Yeah. Played out. Yeah. 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 Because I did. Because I, I get. I just think it's entirely unnecessary. And actually, what I think the art of the art of art, you know, is that creating something that is representational. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Creating something that is that it, it allows you to feel something deeply and intensely while still being in like a safe space and allowing you to have all those sort of same 
inner workings you know like that same computation is going on of like oh how do i feel why does this feel weird why does this feel different but doing that in a safe space and doing that in a way that makes you feel uh you know kind of supported and and whatever and actually kind of funny that we were talking because literally beforehand we were talking about our tv mm-hmm. shows that we're watching and everything like that and i was saying how i'm watching handmaid's tale the hammer tale at the moment and how I just constantly feel so depressed <laughs> because it's like, it's just so yeah. awful all of the time. And I think that like, that's a very good kind of counter- counterpoint. Do you know what I mean? Where it's something that's just very explicitly like, this is the worst <laughs> that it can be in a very real world mm-hmm. setting. And do you know what I mean? And, I, and that I don't think creates a safe space in any which way, not their intention, not saying it's bad or good. I think it's just a very different medium to choose. And with you wanting to avoid those things, I think you found a really, that's a really, really good way of doing that through a game like Monster Hearts. I think it's great. Yeah. I also wanted to throw out, the, uh, we were talking just before this recording about uh, Across the Spider-Verse. And mm-hmm. when we're talking about Ooh. like queer narratives being built into characters, uh, there's the ongoing, uh, I guess, d- discourse on Twitter uh, about uh, the trans coding of uh, of uh, Spider Woman in that movie. Yeah, of Gwen in that movie. Spider-Gwen. And yeah. it's interesting because <clears throat> I, I think it's absolutely valid to say that it's in there. I can definitely see the arguments. Uh, and I think to an extent you could argue that there are queer narratives inherent in the Spider-Man story and a lot of superhero stories. For much the same reason, because you have a secret, uh, that something that Your makes identity, you, yeah. yeah, something that makes you special mm-hmm. that you sometimes yep. you feel like you have to keep uh, private for one reason or another. Obviously, not every superhero, but quite a few of them that seems to be present. I think any mm-hmm. superhero that has a scene where they are telling somebody that they're that superhero is, yeah, just word for word a coming yeah. out scene. Mm-hmm. so true <laughs> yeah yeah and it's it's such an interesting thing because i've heard from you know friends and uh you know who have gone through that experience and you know even my own mum has said much the same things about when uh, mm-hmm. she came out which is like this idea of like wanting to protect your family because it mm-hmm. somehow feels like you know it's like a burden that you're going to put on someone and like that being part of the competition even if you think they're going to be totally fine with it and and i'm like and again i think the parallels between that kind of superhero story of like that's like the classic reason why you can't reveal your true identity, right? Because mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to endanger people if they know who I am. Like you know, they can target my family, that kind of thing. And I just think, uh, just yeah, really interesting uh, kind of metaphor that you use there. And actually, it did uh, just, just yeah. I was like, oh, that's it. Did just make me think of you know, what if Spider Man had um, told somebody that he was Spider Man by you know being super duper drunk and uh, just like trying to like get home and go to bed, and then like going to his mum and being like, oh hey. I really, I have an arch nemesis. Did you know that? I have an arch nemesis. This is basically an allegory for me, the way I came out to my mum, which was when I, <laughs> I came home really drunk. And I was like, oh, there's this girl I really like. <laughs> this girl I really like. Um, and she was like, okay, honey, you need to go to sleep. Okay, okay. <laughs> she was like, this is a tomorrow conversation. <laughs> Let's talk about this when you know I, you're talking about it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I would love I would love to see the crash zoom on Liv's face <laughs> at like nine feet, like nine a.m. the following oh. morning, as Liv's eyes just boom like, open. Oh. Like, what the Honestly, fuck did I say? Like, uh, what happened the next day was this is a fun way to tell the story on this podcast. Uh, it's, it's, um, I mean, in the kitchen with my mum, and then she made me a cup of tea. I was like, I meant what I said, and she was like, Oh, I know. I know, I know. 
<laughs> so uh, a good time. And then also I met, you know what? I'll tell the other one. Um, I also, once again, was drinking with my friends and um, they, uh, I, I was like, I, we had a good night. And then the next day we were going around town, which is a testament to like just being young and resilient and being able to go out with a hangover. Um, but I was like, oh, so weird. You kept asking me if I was like, bye. And they were like, no, Liv, you kept telling us you were bye. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> oh that reminds okay. me of this one clip of like <laughs> I don't even know I, I forget what the context is, but it's like the, it's these people sitting at a restaurant and this woman with brightly colored hair just stands up from her table, walks over to another person and is just like, You're by. And that's the whole clip. <laughs> and the comments are all like, that's how I found out too. Yeah. <laughs> I asked the sexuality fairy came over and she told me. Uh, uh, but uh, I, I wanted to say on the subject of coming out scenes, uh, in terms of uh, superhero, superhero uh, revelation scenes uh, being coded that way, uh, we would be remiss if we did not mention the granddaddy of all of those uh, in X-Men 2, where it is not even really subtext. It's just text when he's like, hey, mom, I'm a mutant. And she's like, have you tried not being a mutant? And it's like this whole thing of like, it is the most blatant thing. That really is just yeah. one Actually, word, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. They were really leaning into it in that one. Oh, yeah. it's just being a mutant is just a face. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so just. <laughs> Your DNA uh, I mean, you can itself. really stop being a mutant at any time. I think that's how that mm. works. So. No, is it literally how it works? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's, there's like flames or, you know, whatever, you know, but that's fine. Yeah, you don't worry about that. Just don't yeah, use right? your powers that's, when it comes down to it. Yeah. Okay, sure, sure. Yeah, just make that choice. <laughs> 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 oh, man, okay, yikes. Well, to, I think, perfectly cleanse yourself mm -hmm. from that mental image that we just all gave you, uh, you can go out and check uh, Queer mm -hmm. PG. Uh, Kenzie, please tell everyone where they can find the show, where they can support you as creators and everything. Yeah, of course. Uh, I believe we're on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Queer PG Pod. And then we also do have a Patreon, um, patreon.com slash QueerPG, where you can get bloopers, you can get our after show where the cast kind of talks about each episode and what went on. Um, as well as some early access and ad-free stuff over there. Um, yeah, yeah. And we're putting out today um, and in the in the weeks after uh, each episode, we'll have some fun little clips uh, that you can check out as well from the episodes. Ooh. Love a clip. Amazing. Well, there'll be links and stuff in the uh, description below. I've just realized as well that I very nearly made a fundamental Three Black Halflings mm -hmm. mistake, which is asking you not asking you for a tail from the table. I nearly, oh. I nearly messed it all oh. up, guys. I nearly oh. messed it all up. But, but I we would have myself, been indebted to you forever. Well, so, yeah. <laughs> we're here. It's okay. So, Kenzie, before we wrap up and before we say goodbye, uh, first of all, see, thank you so thank much you. for coming on the show. Do you have a tale from the table? This can be anything from a home game. It can be something from the show. Just something that is memorable, uh, something that was awesome, emotional, sad, whatever you want it to be. Yeah, I do have one that kind of... Ooh. That's that kind of stuck with me for a while. I started, I DM'd for the first time for D and D um, for a home game. I think it was the beginning of twenty twenty one, and in one of like the first five episodes, 
we had our party meet this little boy that mm. uh, they didn't find out at the time, but they found out later had touched a dragon egg and had been marked as a dragon rider um, in this world and was being hunted and kidnapped for this power. And so they're on this road with this boy and they get surrounded by um, this cult of people. and. Mm there's no way that they're getting out of this situation. It's, it's let it happen or be killed. And so mm. the little, the young boy walks to this man who is going to be taking him away. And mm -hmm. one of our players, uh, leans down or kneels down and just is like, we're going to find you. Don't worry. Stay strong. Don't believe anything they tell you. And the little boy just like reached out and touched him on the side of the face and was like, I trust you. And then just walked oh. off with this evil man. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I gave you goosebumps. Yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that one kind of sits with me. I yeah. would have been weeping. Anything mm. with like children, I'm just like, uh, no, I am I. I honestly am glad that I wasn't at that table because if that little boy had looked up at me and yeah. said, I trust you, I would have thrown myself at these <laughs> yeah. cult leaders. Mm -hmm. I, like, I would have yeah. died. I would, my character would have just died because I'd have been like, sorry, nope, can't take sorry, sorry, can't do it. Not going to happen. Like, Honestly, though, that's not a bad ending for a campaign. Um, like the whole party chooses. Stockpiling. Yeah, as long as like they as long as they succeed in saving the child, I feel like mm -hmm. that's like a really emotional yeah. ending to a campaign. It was yeah. it was for sure. It Absolutely. was the beginning. I couldn't end it that soon. Uh, <laughs> the fifth session might have been too sure. too short of a campaign. <laughs> short and sweet. And they're like, no, please keep going. No, yeah, no, the sure. story's been told. After no, lifetime. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Very nice. Absolutely amazing. Well, thank you so much thank for coming on. Thank you so much on. for having me. Uh, I really appreciate it. Like I said, all the uh, links will be in the description below. So all you have to do is just scroll down on whatever podcasting app you're using and click on the links where you can find Quippy G uh, and all of the awesomeness that they are up to. Uh, in the meantime, Liv, where can people find you? Well, on you can Twitch? find me over on Twitter. I'm at Magic over on Twitter and in pretty much every other social media. I'm at Olivia Magic. I think I might change the rest to at Magic as well for synergy, but that's not been done yet so keep an eye out for that lol uh, <laughs> we we love we love to tease a uh, social media yeah, we love to be like wow wouldn't it be good if i did this thing most for, for my brand and then i don't so <laughs> i it, we the three of us are perennially talking things into existence yeah. to force later selves yeah. to actually yeah, do yeah, it yeah. like because it's like if you, that, so if you say it on going. the podcast and surely someone's someone's got to call you out on it someone right that yeah. that's what i hope for um but yeah you can also find me over on uh, youtube.com forward slash dicebreaker where we do all sorts of tabletop video things and there's this there's this uh, rpg campaigns and 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 lots of good stuff and also you should you should go and subscribe to youtube.com forward slash three black halflings because uh, we're on there and Woo. yeah yeah <laughs> uh jeremy, jeremy yeah. please 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jeremy Cobb one. That's Cobb with two B's, the number one. You can find me on Instagram at the Cobbmeister. Uh, and you can also find me streaming on Twitch every Tuesday yeah. and Thursday at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern uh, at ca- uh, twitch.tv slash casual quest live. Um, I've been streaming so far Fallout New Vegas and uh, and Deus Ex Human Revolution. Uh, I do not play very many video games and I've oh. never played a shoot so both of these games are very new to me uh i got to meet elias defexus who plays uh adam in the oh uh, recently he's he did the mocap and stuff for it and it was very cool so i was like dude yo he sounds like he's doing kind of a loose clint eastwood impression on that yeah 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 Yeah. i think he is um i think but yeah that's uh oh and you can also find me on the 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 quantum reactor uh which is a sci-fi movie review podcast i do with andrew coons friend of the show uh uh, you can find that show at q reactor show on twitter uh and you can also find us wherever pods are cast Woo! Okay, and I have I've been Jasper William Cartwright. You can follow me on social medias at JW underscore Cartwright. Uh, I do uh, another show uh, called Games and Feelings. Uh, I do another show called Flawless Capture Podcast. And I'm very excited. This is the first <gasps> one I've done on the show. I'm joining the cast of this season's Ooh, Dark woo-hoo! Dice, uh, which has been an absolutely unbelievable journey into the scariest shit I have ever heard Sick. in my entire life. It was genuinely bone tingling at points uh, because it was horrific but amazing and one of my favorite characters that I've played so go and check that out but in the meantime uh, go check out yeah. uh, Queer PG check out Three Black Halflings uh, uh, as well by following at three the number three Black Halflings uh, on all the social medias and Patreon uh, and stuff like that I've been mm. rambling on for way too long this has been the show and we'll see you next week so long Shire so long, Folk Shire Folk so long Shire Folk my livers <laughs> I'm going back into the attic. More wine. Kenzie, you can say uh, so long, Sharpo. So long, Sharpo. Yeah, that was a strong one. I love that. Episode. We have to thank some special people. Special who people signed up to the three BH <gasps> Patreon. I can't, I can't the, do that. You, I okay, can't, well, I can't improvise a song. I'm just I, not good at it. No. I, I think I, I, I could have led somewhere. Honestly, do you know? Do you know what I need? Uh, I need more people to sign up to the Patreon so yeah. that I can get music lessons. <gasps> Look, it could happen. You don't know, gang. Like, this I, is look, the listen, listen stretch goal. If we get 10,000 patrons, <laughs> we'll make a 3BH musical, and I'm not. <gasps> no, genuine. No, no <laughs> Jasper, don't even joke about that, John. Don't even joke about okay. it, because like, I've, I've, I've thought that would be really cool. I've been Liv, thinking, before I you get, cool. Liv, before you get too excited, we are yeah. 9,500.
500 patrons or so away. Okay, so, but like, it's you, a while. You guys, but you guys, what if you just told your friends and then we could do a musical? What if you just, What if you do that? 10,000 10, patrons, the musical, 3BH the musical is coming. Guys, you gotta do this for me, okay? I know that you're already giving us Liv money, but you gotta this. do this for me. I need Liv this. needs this. Uh. Share it with everyone. Share it with everyone. Ooh, but <laughs> let's thank the patrons we already have. Why don't we, Jasper? Yes! Why don't we thank them? I'm going to start with the... So, there's there's a special patron out there. Uh, She's as special as every other patron. But, like, also, just I want to give a specific shout-out to them. It's uh, Laura Jane Hamilton. Ooh. Laura Jane Hamilton, triple barrel. Was in the room where it happened, I reckon. The room... Oh, my goodness. Wow. What was it like? I reckon they're probably sick of that. Yeah, probably. Just like, wow, let me live my life. It's tough mind. though when you share a name with the founding father or someone. You know what I mean? Yeah, one that's someone recently that come ilk. into, one that's yeah. recently been made into a musical. Oh my god, it's all coming together. It's all coming that's together. All coming together. <laughs> Laura Jean Hamilton, thank you so much. Well, I'm going to thank someone else who is also doing their bit to get us to that elusive 10,000 yes. uh, to musical. get to that musical, which is Jenna Van <gasps> Rin. I think. I hope I'm yeah. passing your ringe potentially but I'm going to go with Rin I think Rin. Um, thank you for doing your bit for yeah. to get us to that musical uh, I think that would be, be incredible thank Jasper it's, it's it's the musical number just like music mm-hmm. like a musical number like uh-huh, it's it's uh-huh. a it's a it's like a it's like a it's like a pun. So I would like to give a thank you to uh, uh, to uh, the one and only put her in the book. Uh, full stop. Uh, there's a yeah. full stop in this name. I really uh, saw name. this and I was like, put her in the book. Put her in the book. It feels that rude. But it, I, I, hope, I hope it's fine. I hope it's fine. Maybe it's something <laughs> that we just don't understand. It's maybe it's one of these hip hip young kitties yeah as we outed ourselves earlier in this episode we're not the youngest frogs in the pond no i'm look i'm still in my 20s and i will take that for as long as i can which is about two three more months left (laughs) don't talk about it thank you so much for uh supporting us on the patreon and just like how you know helping me cherish my my 20s while they still last i tell you what speaking of going around the sun Oh. Uh, someone who's gone around the sun a lot more than we oh. have. It's Venus. Thank it you very much, Venus. Planet I don't... Venus. <laughs> it's the planet Venus. I, I assume that the actual planet Venus is not yeah. a patron and it is, in fact, a person who may, in fact, be younger than us. We don't know. We don't know. Um, we don't but know I can only that. thank you. If it is, in fact, the planet Venus, yeah. um, come come talk to us. We can yeah. do this. Some big uh, That's... Uh, sort of promotion opportunities yeah. I think you know if you could just flash a 3BH Exclusive on the side of your planet with Venus <laughs> you know that, that would be great marketing yeah. for us it's like what is yeah. that on Venus it, it what is this 3BH and then people are trying to like you know and then everyone it out searches and... it and boom there we are and it's there great. we are so thank you so much Venus uh, can't wait to chat with you on the podcast mm. um, the planet uh, so <laughs> Um, also, big shout out to uh, Marissa McClure, uh, and um, instantly, just like you, uh, once again, you've probably been told this joke a million times, but like Troy McClure from The Sim- Simpsons, I, hey, I'm, it may understand. Troy may, McClure, is that that see, guy? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm Troy yeah. McClure. Uh, you know that? Yes, yeah, I'm really sorry. This is bad. I feel like you know. Uh, usually, I'm like, "Wow, you are the one and only. You are fantastic, excellent, and I really appreciate you." But I've been like, "Your your last name is the same as Troy's." So, um, 
I'm really sorry about that. Please, please, please accept my apologies. Marissa, thank you so much. You're a little bit of an odd one. Yeah. You're not the only odd one because... (laughs) Eerie the Odd One is here, and we want to say thank uh, you to you. Thank you, Eerie the Odd One, for helping me feel less alone. Yeah, thank less you. Less alone in the world. In so, fact, genuinely, the patrons definitely make me feel less alone in the world. It's oh, quite yeah. incredible to know it's, that we have this many people who are willing to support us and show us love every single month. It's actually yeah. quite overwhelming. And it really, really, really is. Even though uh, we tell we tell you, our wonderful patrons, that we're going to give you a shout out at the end of our uh, show, and then we do this. And you're like, wow, okay, <laughs> cool. I see. I see how that, yeah. What yeah, a that's reward. What I, that's that's this what is I paid a for, reward? I guess. Okay. This is a good thing? Mm. Huge question mark. Thank okay. you so much. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, you know what? I, uh, something that you love to see slash here is us talking about the Shiavo shout outs. Um, but also what you see is soft sea. That was bad. That was a bad segue. Wow. Soft okay. sea. Soft C uh, is uh, one of our patrons, and I wanted to thank you so much for um, thank you, Soft C. for being there, for supporting us. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being a friend, and thank you for being somebody uh, like your username. So, like, it's like I want to give the username a hug. I don't you know. Give the username a hug. Absolutely, it's soft. Um, yeah, I so will say you. the 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 uh, segues thing has mm. in fact it's really been a skill which i have built up over the last few yeah. years like mm. i was go back and listen to some of the early 3bh episodes okay. i was so comically bad at segues <laughs> it is un but like i kind of thought i was okay at them okay that was the worst bit no, i wasn't very self-aware yeah whereas now i'm like oh i know what i've got one lined up in the bank yeah and Never. i know i know when <sighs> one is so bad that i should be imprisoned. You know what I mean? <sighs> mm-hmm. You see what I'm doing? You see I, what I'm I doing? knew what you were doing from the moment you started. <laughs> yeah. No, I knew what you were doing. Just because you know what, Liv? If you get what? imprisoned, yeah. you know what you get? You get your day in court. How about Anna Court? Thank you so much for being a patron. <laughs> we really. Oh, Anna really, Court. I'm really sorry. Appreciate <laughs> Oh, big shout out to Anna Court, who I am sorry to. I'm sorry for what has happened. That was a gold segue, Liv. Mm. Get get off of my head, okay? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Let me just crawl down a little bit there, like just like a little scuttly little thing. Um, I, I, yeah, I must say that I'm, I'm. I'm so sorry. Oh, wait, sorry. I meant no! to say Zoe. This <laughs> is a big shout out to Zoe. Zoe is the next person on the list. Zoe, Absolutely thank not. you. Absolutely not. Thank you so much, Zoe. Absolutely is this is this not. good? Are you? Do you feel like this is worth signing up to the Patreon? Do, you, do we feel like? Never. Let us know. Thank you, Zoe. No. No. Thank you. Do you know what would happen if you cross you with a, I don't know, let's say a prehistoric animal of some kind? Psychodactyl, thank you so much for... <laughs> That's right, you'd get a psychodactyl. That's correct, Liv. How did you know? Uh, oh, just a, just a guess. Just a guess. Just a uh, guess. Psychodactyl, thank you so much. Brilliant name. Very good uh, name. Brilliant, brilliant name. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I want to thank everyone. Um, thank I you, did Dan. just do some maths, right? Mm, if each ew. of our patrons managed to uh, spread the word to 20 Ooh. people 20 people? <laughs> who all sign up to the Patreon, up to Patreon we would in fact hit 10,000 <gasps> musical you 
guys, I don't mean to sound a bit much, but I need this fucking musical. You have no idea how much I need this goddamn musical. We need it. I just put it on. We will tour it. We'll do it. We'll do it in Brighton. We'll do it in London. We'll do it in Edinburgh. We'll do it in Manchester, and then we'll come up to the states. I would look. I would do this musical for free. I would do it for free. But Jasper has made this the the ten thousand patron goal. Okay, I would <laughs> Liv, do it. For I would free. do the music. I would do the musical for free. But, uh, we, but money we is required afford. to do. I know musicals. it is. But what if we stood on a street corner and did a little dance, Jasper? What if we Just did that? Did, wow, you can really dance. dance. <laughs> wow, um, you can really dance. That's it. But That's the maybe, maybe, however, setting a more attainable goal. Hey, how about spreading? it to one person who signs up. Yeah. I mean, if everyone did that, that would make a huge difference. Yeah. Like a pretty massive difference. Just maybe suggest it to one person, see what yeah. happens. Maybe they already um, listen to the show and you're like, wow, if you heard there's some really cool content and also support. Yes. The, these fucking goofs. Uh, these fucking goofs. Fucking goofs. These, do you know, I worked out the other day that we have made over the last three years 24, nearly 25 days yes, worth of material. I saw that. And that's not, e- wow. that was like, that was like not including some stuff that's on like Patreon and whatever. That was yeah. just like, that's crazy. Yeah. Crazy with a W. It really did it, Daniel. It really did it. Daniel. So if you do want to support the show and help us carry You're on with genuinely, I know that we have ads on some of these shows. Oh, I'm so sorry. Trust me. I'm so sorry. I put my whole the mouth over the, the uh, mic, guys. I'm really sorry, Daniel. Please don't yeah. be mad at me. Uh, I love I'm you guys so very much. We have uh, uh, bye some cool stuff. And plus, also, there's so much stuff on there already. <gasps> there is. You know such a backlog. Like if if oh. you sign up now, you've got like so many episodes which aren't even you know remotely yeah. time sensitive like you could go listen to I don't know Jeremy Cobb's kickback with Emily yeah. Axford you know what uh, I mean what what, ca- what more could you ask for you know what maybe Jasper William Cart- what, Cartwright's kickback with Brendan Lee Mulligan uh, you know you could maybe do that it. who, who do am it. I gonna talk to Liv's kickback with um who do you want it? who do you want Liv? Uh, who, do, who do I want uh, i I mean well it's gotta be a Bria isn't it I'm okay. Gonna, I'm gonna text Abria now. <gasps> no, don't talk to Abria about <laughs> me. I'm so I'm I'm texting Abria right now. I would die. No. <laughs> I'm texting Abria. Oh, oh my god. Right now. Tell, oh my god. Tell her I say hi. <laughs> I'm gonna say hello, Abria. Hi, Abria. Uh, Liv wants to do a kickback with you. <gasps> I don't know what we would talk about. That's the whole point. Yeah! That's the whole point. <laughs> I'm gonna die. So, if you want to hear cool stuff like that, then make sure you head over to the Three Black Halflings Patreon. Uh, It is awesome. But that is enough from us, I think, this week. I think, yeah, we've done. frankly chatted for too long. We've chatted a lot, yeah. Um, So, I'm off to Belgium. Oh, have fun. Yeah, I will. Travel safe, please. Thank you. That'll be great. We'll do. Okay. Wonderful. Okay, well, okay, bye. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. Oh, wait, 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 wait. That was a headgum podcast. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I put my whole mouth over the, the mic. I'm really sorry, Daniel. Please don't be mad at me, but I'm so sorry. Oh my God. Uh, bye-bye. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>